Hello everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned into the Abide Podcast with the one and only, yep, that's me, Misha Solanda. I am so excited to be back and to just be talking to you guys. Honestly, this is the first official Abide episode of the year. How great is our card, guys? We made it into the new year. I know I'm still calling it a new year considering it's like the 21st. You're going to be seeing this on Wednesday next week. It's fine. <laughs> But I'm so glad to be back and for those who have not gotten my happy new year, happy new year to you. Alright, I'm saying it to you and I'm wishing it upon you. I'm wishing you a prosperous, a blessed, a sanctified, all of the above kind of a new year. For those who don't know what the Abide Podcast is about, maybe you just started listening, you just joined in. This is a space, it's a, it's a platform, it's a community, you know, where we help each other abide you know john 15 tells us that christ is the vine and we are the branches and outside of the the vine we can't bear fruit right so in this world it's so hard to stay connected to jesus christ there's so many things going on and i took it upon myself i said you know what god in my little corner of the world i'm going to make sure i help young people stay attached to the vine that is jesus christ however that may look like I may be doing it on the podcast, on my YouTube channel. I might be doing it through the books I write, the devotions I write. I might be doing it, whatever I do, I want to make sure that it helps young people come back to Jesus and to stick with him. You know that that reel that says, I'm going to stick beside him? That's what we need to be doing, child. That's what we need to be doing. So I'm so excited to be back here doing this again in the new year. And I believe I'm going to be doing it way more than I did last year because I'm like, we're in. Do you understand? We are there. So without further ado, I'd like for us to kind of get started on this message and it's a funny one. So my nighttime routine, before I go to bed, you know, I'll do all of my stuff. I'll wash my face, brush my teeth and then come to the room and then like maybe 30 minutes before I want to or an hour before I'll switch off the lights and I'll put on candles. So I have candles around my room. I like candles. Mm. You also like candles? Love me some candles. So I'll put on some candles you know, just to kind of dim things down and I try my best not to be on my phone. I want to get to a place where my phone is even not in my room that time, but we still depend on alarm clock sometimes. So that's, that's another thing. But anyway, so I switch on, you know, the candles Then there's three close to my bedside. I switch them on and do you, so you don't switch them on. I, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Like I light the candles. I light the candles guys. So I light the candles, right? And there's three. And I'll put the picture in here so you can see if you're on YouTube. Hey, I switched, I light these candles and two of them are burning perfectly, right? They're burning perfectly bright. And I wonder this third one, it's flickering and it's, it's small and the flame, mm, the flame is small. It's not giving what it's supposed to give, if that makes sense, right? So I go, I go and assess this, this flame. I go assess this candle because I'm trying to figure out what's the problem. Why are you not effective? Why are you not doing what you're supposed to be doing? And in that moment, I kid you not, I just felt Jesus speak to me. Because you know how I be. I be in the car driving and Jesus gonna speak. <laughs> you know, and he does that to all of us. We just need to be in tune. But as I was doing that, I looked at this light and I was frustrated. Because it's dim. It's not serving its purpose. It's not lighting up my room the way I needed to create that ambience. Do you understand? It's not serving its purpose. And as I looked at this, the Holy Spirit reminded me of Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to read it for you. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16 where it says you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house 
right let mm, come on you better i hope you're taking notes let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven isn't that good may the lord bless the reading of his word amen isn't that just so good isn't that word just so good in that i found myself lighting or, or switching on you know putting on these candles and this one this one candle was just frustrating me because it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do and in that moment the Lord just said to me, it's the same when I look down on earth and I see the people I have put on earth, that I put them there to be lights. I put them there to be a light in the world, to be a salt of the earth, to be a city that is set on a hill and they're not doing what I've created them to do. So he said, I want you to focus on the, 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 this one that was problematic because there are, the, there are the two candles that were working perfectly fine. They were doing their job. But within the body of Christ, within the church, there are still those people who are a problem, who are not, if, who are not functioning at their best potential, who are not functioning to the fullest of what God has given them. And the question is, why? Why are we not functioning fully in the capacity that God has called us to? Hey, <laughs> wait. So... In the picture of the candle that was giving me problems, you can see there that the strand on which, onto which you, you light and you put the fire was split into two. The strand that was supposed to bring the light, once I had put the matches on there, it was split in two at the end. So there was one strand, but it was split in two directions. And it being split in two directions caused it to not be able to function properly. Y'all hearing this? Us being split, us being indecisive about this God, being indecisive about how we serve him, when we serve him, to what extent we go in, us being mm, hot and cold, lukewarm, casual, it affects how we function on earth. It affects how we serve the purpose for which we were created. Does that make sense? That's exactly what came to my mind when, you know, I was looking at this candle. The Holy Spirit just dropped that in my spirit that when we are split, when we are indecisive and we split in two directions, we want to please the flesh, but we also want to please Jesus. We want to do this, but we also want to do that. We refuse to understand and conceptualize the fact that you cannot be split. He says there's a narrow way and there's a broad way. You need to pick one of the two. You cannot be in both at the same time. It's impossible, right? So as I was just like studying the scriptures to kind of figure out what I could share with you guys based on that, because when I saw it, I was like, God, this is a word, ain't it? And he was like, you're right. It's a word and I want you to share it. This is how we are as Christians. We're split. A lot of us, not all of us, a lot of believers are split in wanting to fit into the world and also fit into the things of God. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work because as you saw with the candle, you being split, you being indecisive about how you do things, how you serve God, when you go to church, ooh, mm, when you serve at church, if you serve at church, if you're going to live your life fully for God or if you're still going to do certain things that are against God's will, if you're going to be lukewarm, those, that indecision is a decision. It sounds like a paradox, isn't it? Your indecision is actually a decision. Because if you don't pick the right thing, you've picked the wrong th That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. But we need to get to the, the place where we understand that you need to pick a side. Nesakaya, you have to pick a... Listen. You have to pick a side. 
No, 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 you must pick a side. Okay? You have to. Listen to this, Deuteronomy 30. You have to pick a side. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says to us, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Here, it's like make a decision, bro. Pick a side. In this year, I just strongly believe that God is about, like, okay, he's been doing a big thing. He's been doing a new thing in all of our lives relatively. But I just really believe so strongly that God is, he's about to go off, man. And he wants to go off using his children. But if his children are split in, in two, they're not decisive about him. How can he want to show off with us? When we refuse to make a proper decision and a conscious decision to live for him and to follow him. Right? Like, it doesn't make sense. We want God to show off with our lives. We want to be, you know, these people that he uses, but we're indecisive about him. Does that make sense? We're indecisive about him. It's like the same concept as, you know, obviously now it's matric season, matric pass rates and things have come out. The matrics are passing, which is amazing to them. If you're in matric and you know, you've done well, congratulations to you, you know, and even if maybe you didn't do well and you have to go rewrite, it's not the end of the world. Go do what you need to do to get to where you know you, you are destined to be. Okay, but this whole concept is like a parent who, you know when a parent brags on their child? I don't know if y'all remember those days when our mothers, our fathers would just tell the whole family, yo, my child passed, my child did this, my child did that. They were bragging on you, right? Because they were proud. It's, the sim it's a similar concept in that God is about to brag on us in, in the stages of the world. The nations are going to see God go off and show off with his children, but we need to be worthy of that bragging. Like, if you're not giving your parent anything to brag about, what must happen? Do you understand? Not really, what must happen? Similarly to God, I'd like to believe that if you're obeying, you're living for Him, you're doing the right things, He's going to honor that. He says, uh, 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 the Lord rewards those who seek Him diligently. The reward comes to those who have done something worth rewarding. You see, this thing of just, you know, oh no... Just because you call yourself a Christian, he will reward you. No! There's a prerequisite. You need to do something to deserve this thing. The only thing that you didn't do that you can't deserve and that you can't earn is salvation itself. God's love. You can't earn that. He loves you regardless. He, the Bible tells us he loved us before we loved him. But once we're in here, we need to actually work for our keep. We need to be servants in the kingdom of God. We need to be sons who take care of the father's business. But a lot of people don't want to conceptualize that. Like, we just want to kind of have a free ride. That's what we want. We want a free ride in the kingdom of God. Like, Jesus, just be glad I'm here. No, baby. No. We should be doing the most because we understand that Jesus did the most first. Our energy should be matching God's energy in, in what he did for us in Calvary. In and of ourselves, we're trash people. That's why Jesus had to die because we were not deserving of what it is that God wanted to give us. Right? So in his death, then he gave us his light himself. He is the light. So we have this light that emanates from within us. Oh, you better, Holy Spirit. A candle has no light in and of its own. A candle has no light in and of its own existence. Hey, the light comes when you switch on or when you, when you, you do the thing to the matches. I don't know what it's called when you get tossed on top of your queen. Your English, I don't know what it is. 
it's not my mother's tongue but when you do that thing on the matchbox and you or you switch on your gas little lighter and you put it on the on the on the candle light comes to the, and the candle hosts the light Are you in a position to host the light that is Jesus Christ? And, and if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, he positioned you and he gave you his light. But now the question is, are you being a good, effective, functional light in the world? Or are you split at the seams and you're indecisive about who you're serving? Mama, brother, you can't serve two masters. You need to pick a side, any side, just pick one at this point. The time for games is over, guys. The time for games is over, girls. Okay, we need to make a decision. We need to be decisive about the things of God. Now, he says in verse, um, in verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Why? Because the light that Jesus brings unto us, it's the one that shines to the people that allows them to look at us and be like, something's different about that girl. Something's different about that guy because the things we do are matching up to this light. When we're not split at the seams and we're not indecisive and we're decisive doing exactly what God has called us to do, people immediately say, hi man, there's something different about this one. How do you do it? And what happens in that, in that scenario? The glory goes to God. But when you're not living correctly, when you're split and indecisive and you're lukewarm and you're doing whatever the heck you want, but still calling yourself a Christian, listen, we need to ask ourselves, is my life bringing glory to God? Because if I'm indecisive, who's getting the glory? Because what happens when I'm indecisive, I'm living one way, but I'm proclaiming another thing. Or I'm proclaiming this thing and I'm living in it, but I'm also living in another way. So now there's a confusion. There's, there's mm, who are you? Whose are you? Which side are you on? Who's your father? Because the father of the flesh is the devil. The father of the spirit who encourages you and leads you in doing things that are right by the, by the will of God is God. So your actions, the fruits that you bear out, kind of show us what's inside your heart. Right? So we need to get to a point where we figure out, where do I stand? Am I a believer? Is that what I want to be? Am I living by that? Because a lot of people call themselves Christians, but it's not a biblical form of Christianity. It's not the Christianity that's in the Bible. Like, if you sit down and you actually analyze how people, you know, in the old, in the old church or in the first church, you know, how they lived, what that Christianity looked like, it doesn't look like a lot of the Christianity we see today. That Christianity was submitted to the Word of God. That Christianity was loving. That Christianity was giving of itself. You know, it was rooted in Christ Himself. It was prayerful. You know, it was about community and fellowship. You know, devotion to one another and the word. But today, it's more about devotion to ourselves and by the way, Jesus. It's I'll do whatever I want to do and then I'll, I'll post about Jesus every now and again. But that's not the point here. But we need to assess where are we? Where do we stand? Right? Because at the end of the day, we can't be split in our walk. We can't be indecisive as we journey with Jesus because generations are going to be affected by our indecisiveness. Guys, do you realize wherever you are, no matter how small, people are often like, no, you're only an influencer when you have a big amount of influence. That's not true. If you're, let's say for example, as a parent, you're, you're an influencer to your kids, whether you're conscious of it or you're not. As an older brother or sister, you're an influencer to your younger siblings if you have them, to your nieces and your nephews, your cousins, 
Do you get what I mean? So everyone has an element and a level and a measure of influence. And we all need to get to a point where we steward said influence correctly. Because at the end of the day, if there are people that God has brought to your life for you to impact them and be a light to them, and you're split in your decision, do you see where I'm going with this? You can't afford to be indecisive, especially if you're proclaiming to be a son of God. You can't. Like, I'm imploring you. Like, this is the Abide podcast, and sometimes I come off as harsh because I'm just so passionate about us not living in a way that is not in line with what God wants for us. Because like I said at the beginning, we are called to bear fruit. And remember, when a tree bears fruit, the tree doesn't eat its own fruit. The fruit is beneficial to those who are around the tree. So if you, like the candle, are not effective, like a tree, you're not bearing fruit, you're not serving your purpose, and the people God has brought to you are not benefiting from you. Ooh. You need to introspect. No, we genuinely need to introspect at this point. But I don't want to just bring problems. I don't just want to highlight the issues. I don't want to just be, you know, that girl who's going to be like, oh, I'm just saying you guys are bad, we're bad, we're bad. No. We're highlighting that there is an issue here and it needs to be fixed. And it's literally the Holy Spirit brings these things to my attention and I'm like, mm, do I have to talk about this? It's like, yeah, that's your job. Like, okay, it's going in. But now I want to bring a solution because that's where I'm at. I want to give you keys to succeed. That's what I want. I want us as believers to succeed both spiritually and physically. I want our souls, you know, I want, I want our physical life to prosper as our souls prosper. And everything is contingent on your spiritual life. What's happening in your spiritual life will manifest in your natural life. That's just on facts. If you're not at peace in your spirit, you're not going to be at peace in the natural. You're going to be fighting with everyone, finding problems with everyone because you're not at peace. Does that make sense? So now the chat is, how do I ensure that I'm shining my light correctly? Well, first be decisive. <laughs> Figure out where do you stand? Is this what I want to do? Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. If you have to, at the end of this video, recommit your life to him fully. Take that step. And if you do do that, hit me up, DM me, send me a um, in the YouTube comments, comment, tell me. On Spotify, on Apple, leave a comment. Let me know. Did you recommit your life to God? And, and, and what's that process looking like for you? What is your plan? What is your strategy to be intentional about growing and being decisive on your journey? Okay? Now, I want to give you four keys. I want to give you four things that you can use to empower you as you decide to live a life decisively for God. As you decide, you know, that I want to shine my light and be effective. I don't just want to have a light that's just like flickering, small, small. Listen, me, my light is big, child. No, 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 my light is blinding. <laughs> my light is blinding because I've decided. Why do I say my light is blinding? Not Misha's light, God's light. The measure of glory that God has bestowed because I've decided to be obedient to his word. That's what you're seeing. Yes, Jesus. Listen, when, when, when Moses came down from being in the presence of God, you better speak. When, when Moses comes down from being in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights, he comes down the mountain and he's encountered by the Israelites. And the people can't look at him. And he's wondering what's going on. And it's because your face is bright, mate. Your face is bright. We can't behold you. And it's not because Moses had glory. It's because the glory that God imparted and gave and put on him because he was where he needed to be. He was in the presence of God. Is your lack of glory it's a symbol that you're not in the presence? Are you found in the presence of God? Why is your light so bright? Because I'm where I need to be. The anointing is overflowing because I'm where I need to be. 
the light is bright because Jesus is downloading. And you can have that too. And you know, I okay, as much as I'm like, I'm appreciating you guys are like, please help me. How can I be like you? How can I? The goal is not to be like me. The goal is to be like Christ, sis. The goal is to be like Christ, bro. If you want mentorship, cool. Hit me up in the DMs. Let's go to Abide in the Morning. Let's spend time together in the morning on Mondays and talk about, you know, how we can grow as believers. You understand? Like, I have a program that I'm running now from February 7th where we're going to be doing in the morning every week on Monday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. We're waking up early. We're seeking God's face. We're developing spiritually. We're developing personally. And we're becoming greater and better Christians. But you need to get to a point where you're decisive. Because even the people who are going to join me in Abide in the Morning are decisive people who decide that I want my life to be a representation of Christ. You feel me? But let's keep it moving. First key, how do I become decisive? How do I, how do I ensure that my light is shining brightly and effectively and that I'm living according to my purpose? Number one, walk wisely. Take that note, walk wisely. It's so important. To walk wisely, I want to quote to you Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. It says, so be careful how you live. Walking equates living. Your walk is how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So if you want to become decisive, you need to live wisely. Misha, I don't know how to live wisely. James tells us that if you lack wisdom, ask from him who gives wisdom liberally. God gives wisdom without reproach. I dare you. There's no way God is going to deny you wisdom when you ask for it. I promise you, that was my prayer a couple of years ago. I said, God, set me apart. Give me wisdom. Do you feel me? Set me apart. Give me wisdom, God, so that I can walk wisely. To live wisely is to live cautiously. You can't be everywhere, my friend. You need, to, you need to understand who you are and whose you are and live and walk according to that. Makes sense, right? Anyway, we should get sponsorship for the show. If you want, if you want to sponsor the show, hit me up. If you have a beverage and you want me to have it on the show, come through. <laughs> but we need to live cautiously. Don't just do. Pray about everything. Consult God. You know how King David always went to God with things. We know he made some mistakes, but majority of the time he would always go to God and be like, God, should I pursue this? God, should I do this? We need to be, th that's wisdom. That's living with wisdom. We need to become those people. We need to walk circumspectly, which means to follow the standard that Christ has set. To live cautiously like Christ did. You see, this one is self-explanatory. Everything we do should be moving from a place of love. Period. Whatever you do, it's hard sometimes because people annoy us, situations make us feel down, you know, we don't feel like doing things at certain times. But when we do our best to move from a place of love, like Christ did, it says here, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us. So this is like a hint or an or a, 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 a unctioning or call where God is like, Model the way you live according to Christ. Be sacrificial. Be selfless. Uh, 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 take the burden of others. Be compassionate like Jesus was. You know what I mean? It'll manifest differently for each of us in terms of how, you know, we give of ourselves. But we need to be open to giving of ourselves like Christ gave as a sacrifice. Okay? Number three. Key number three. You need to walk in the ways of God. A.K.A. you need to obey. 
It's genuinely that simple. You want to be decisive? Just obey the word of God. And, and not when you feel like it. Continuously. Because remember the word tells, well not the word, but it's just a, a common phrase that partial obedience is equal to full disobedience. Like you can, you can, my dad often makes this illustration of when you're making an omelette and you, let's say you're going to use six eggs and you pour the eggs and you pour the eggs, number three, number four, you crack it in, number five, you crack it in. Then you take out that last one, you crack it and you throw it in and it's rotten. What happens? That one rotten egg spoils the entire bunch. So all of that good egginess and all of that obedience that you had sowed is now removed and it's cancelled out because of one rotten egg, because of one moment where you disobeyed him. Is it worth it? I feel like when we're going into a thing and we're doing something and we're about to sin or we're about to, you know, sometimes it's unconscious. I'm, I'm very aware of that. Sometimes sin, falling, and we're human, it's going to happen. But it happens unconsciously. Rather, it happened unconsciously than you pursuing it. Because if you're still pursuing sin in this day and age and you're calling yourself a child of God, that makes me wonder about, you. are you split at the end? You're not decisive. Why are you pursuing sin and pursuing Jesus? Do you look, think about it, how crazy does that make you look? Let's say just generally, you're pursuing something. There's one thing here and there's one thing here. You're pursuing both of them. Is that going to work? Are you going to attain anything at the end? Because what's going to happen is you're going to lose them both. So is it worth it? So maybe we should ask ourselves when, we, when we're about to do something silly. Is it worth it? Is it worth my relationship with God? Is, listen. We know God is going to forgive us. He's a good father. But also we don't step into hyper grace because we understand that you reap what you sow. He might forgive you, but your actions have consequences and that's period. So the question is, is it worth it? That's what you need to ask yourself. Those feelings of lust, that temptation to be lustful with your partner, with your boyfriend, you know, um, um, with your girlfriend, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Do you, do you understand? And this is one dumb Example, is it worth it? We need to ask ourselves those questions. We need to walk in the ways of God. Check the scripture out. Hosea chapter 14 verse 9 says, Who is wise? Let him understand these things. Who is prudent? Let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. What does it say? We need to seek out the ways of God. We need to seek out how God expects us to live to walk, to talk, to relate to one another, to handle our finances, to, to, to love, to forgive, to be at peace with one, to, with one another, to, to carry the burdens of other people. God has given us a blueprint on how he wants us to live and we just have to take that and run with it. But the problem is we want to adopt everything that the world says and adopt what the Bible says. It's not going to work. It's not going to work and it's not going to give. Do you understand? It's not going to give. In the end, we're not going to get that well done, you good and faithful servant, because we weren't faithful. We're not going to get that in the end. You're not going to get that pat on the shoulder. We're not going to get that moment of well done, good and faithful servant, because we weren't faithful with what God had told us to do. We did it the way we wanted to do it. And the reason he gave us a blueprint in the Bible is so that we don't do it the way we want to do it, but we do it the way he's instructed us to do it. We stay trying to find loopholes in the word of God. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's not loopholing you when he blesses you, when he gives you grace and anoints you for things and he, he, he puts favor on your life. He protects you. He's not trying to find loopholes to not do that for you. Why are you trying to find loopholes to, get, to go and do snatch things on the side but still serve him? 
Why are you not decisive? I ain't mad, I ain't fighting. I'm just asking. Right? So we need to come to this place of decisiveness because we understand that Christ is the only way. He says, I am, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And once you've decided, there goes that word again, once you've decided that Christ is really the way, that he's really the truth, and he's really life, nothing else should matter. Nothing else should matter outside of this revelation of who God is. The sad thing is, the question that comes to my mind and that makes me sad and it's unfortunate is that so the people and the Christians who say they're Christians but are indecisive, are on the fence about this Jesus. What does that say about you? Does that say that you don't think Christ is enough? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking a question. Could that be reflecting that in your heart of hearts you don't believe Christ to be enough? You don't believe Christ to be the way. You believe that there are other ways. I'm dealing these are philosophies of the world. So we need to be cognizant of it, but it's out there. But we can't bring the things of the world into the church. We can't bring the things of the world into our walk with God because what fellowship has evil with good? What fellowship has light with darkness? There goes that light thing again. So all in all, I know I said four, but I just want to leave it at the three. We need to become a decisive generation. We need to become a people who are going to serve God in spirit and in truth without being indecisive, without being swayed, without you know being tossed to and fro. We can't be having our eyes on people and following people. We need to follow Christ. The people that we do follow need to lead us back to Christ. It can't be, I really just want us all to come to a point where we're working, we're walking wisely, that we're obeying the voice and the word of God and we're walking in love, right? I really hope that this was effective in, I, I was effective in communicating this to you and that the Holy Spirit, you know, just teaches you and brings unto your remembrance and brings, you know, just conviction more than anything of who God is to you and who he is in your life, right? Oh, thank you, Jesus. That was a good word. Thank you, Father God. I'm so, I'm so excited for the rest of this year. That was the word, but I'm just having a chat now. <laughs> I'm so excited for this year. I can't wait to have a sponsor for the show. We need a drink sponsor. I don't know who we need to tag or what must go on. But maybe a water brand or a, or a juice or an energy drink. I don't know. We need to think about it. But on the full scale of things, a lot of things are going to happen this year. You know, Abide is bigger. Remember at the beginning of this podcast, you know, when I first started, I told you that it's not just a podcast. It's a movement. It's a community. And we've officially renamed, you know, on Instagram, it's Abide Ministries. You know, there's just a lot that's going to happen. There's a lot that we're going to do and I'm praying to God, you know, for volunteers, people who would like to work, you know, within the ministry to see the vision come to life. And I'm praying for discernment as people do come, um, you know, I'm growing on so many levels, just stepping into that, that phase where I understand that I'm a leader. I, and I've been understanding, but now it's just so much more vivid, you know, the responsibility, you know, that to whom much is given, much is required. And I've taken that upon myself and I'm just excited to lead young people to lead the youth you know in growing in christ i'm so excited for this year because we're going to see phenomenal things i am getting ready to see something i have never seen i am getting ready for overflow and i pray overflow over your life i pray obedience to come upon you like a flood i pray that the spirit of god overwhelm you i pray for unity in your family i pray for love in your families i pray for unity and love in your friendships you know i pray just that god give you the desires of your heart but based on the fact that you are seeking him.
right? Those desires will come when you're seeking God. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. I hope that this was good for you, that it was nourishing to your soul and that it was edifying to your spirit. Um, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell so that I know you are part of the Abide community. You are part of the Abide fam. Um, and if you're on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, help this podcast by growing it when you hit subscribe or you hit follow on apple podcast and spotify it actually grows our numbers and it makes us more visible to people so if you think this is worthy of sharing with your friends also make sure you do that because i know that there's a word somewhere somewhere there for someone anyway from myself misha solana aka past the mission the streets <laughs> i really thought i left that in 2021 but clearly she found a way to sneak her way into the new year. Anyway, guys, I love you all. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Abide with Misha, Abide Ministries. If you're searching in your, in your search bar, uh, follow me at Misha underscore Solang on Instagram. Listen, it's a lot coming. It's going to be a beautiful year, and I cannot wait to engage with you on everything that God is going to be doing. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Ah, love and peace, guys.